Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly of God podcast. Please join us at 9, 11 a.m. at the main campus. At 11 a.m. at the Monk's Corner, Remount, and North Charleston campuses. Thank you for listening. We hope that God blesses you through doing so. A man of God and a man of the Word, and he has a word for us today. You've heard some people say, now buckle up your seatbelts, but I'm not going to tell you to do that. I was shocked yesterday. God rocked my world by some of the things that this brother shared during the men's conference yesterday. But I'm going to tell you just the opposite. Let go. Let loose. Open up. And let God speak to you through Pastor Larry Jackson. Come share with us, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was awesome. And um, Pastor Larry said that, um, bro, I could get the crumbs because my daughter has to finish up this year. So, <laughs> yeah, that down that'd be, you know, I could get the crumbs. So I'll be looking for my check right after I leave. <laughs> Glory to God. If we giving out tuition, I'm going to get me some of that, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all didn't receive that. Glory to God. <laughs> well, good morning to you, Faith. It is so good to be back in the house. Glory to God. It is great. We had a great weekend this weekend with the men. Amen. It was tremendous. It really was. God was here. I tell you that for sure. And um, the Lord is doing something again, I think, amongst men. Um, just left a Promise Keepers meeting in Cedar Rapids several weeks ago where... Um, actually, um, and a, a, a image of an angel was caught on the platform while we were in worship and he was full of fire standing right in the middle of the praise team as they were worshiping God. And, um, so God is doing something amongst men again. Amen. And, um, he won't leave us alone <laughs> and I'm glad about it. Anybody glad with me? <laughs> I'm glad about it. Glory to God. And never before we needed men in this hour like we've never needed them before. And um, so we have to stand up. Hallelujah. I have um, written several books, as was mentioned. I, writ- I wrote three last year. And, um, and um, uh, two on prayer. One on knowing God by the numbers. I don't know if you realize this or not, but there, are, there is a third language in your Bible. There is a third language in your Bible, is, and um, you know that your Bible is written in Hebrew and Greek. The Old Testament is Hebrew, the New Testament is Greek, but there is a third language that we really don't talk about at all, and it is the language of numbers, um, because each of, your, each of the Greek letters and each of the Hebrew letters are also Hebrew and Greek numbers. So you literally can remove the, the words in Hebrew and replace it with numerical values. And um, I found this out four years ago um, on a journey that God took me on, and I wrote a book called Knowing God by the Numbers. You literally can take out of your Bible the, the, the words and put the numbers and get a greater meaning from the numbers than you did with the words. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> come to find out when I did all this study um, that the number 888 is the numerical value for the name Jesus in Greek. Um, he is the triple eights. He is the triple new beginnings. Amen. Um, also, the name Lord Jesus Christ is the number 3168 in Greek. 
Um, Lord Jesus Christ, 3168, that number 3168, if you put it in your, 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 your Google Maps at 31.68 North um, Latitude, you will go right to Bethlehem. Wow. <laughs> Actually, if you could take a box and put around the earth so that all four sides of the box touch the earth exactly and check the perimeter around that box, it would be 31680 miles. Again, 3168. Hallelujah. The Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith. Every author signs his work. And he signed it in numerical values, amen, because this is a universal language, and this, this will rock your world. It is so much in this understanding that it will blow your mind. Um, who in here like math? <laughs> Glory to God. I've, ri- I've written several books on prayer. My first book was Numbered with the Transgressors. Um, next month, you've got Dutch sheets coming in the house. If I were you, I wouldn't miss that meeting. Amen? Because Dutch is a man of prayer, intercession, and all that. Dutch and I, we have traveled across the country together. And um, um, I wrote this book in that time that we were traveling across the country together. God had given me the revelation. It's called Numbered with the Transgressors. It's how to get hard cases saved, how to get people that really need to be saved, saved just through prayer. Amen? And um, the, the book I wrote last year was called, is called The Power is in the Closet. And the reason why I wrote that was because I'm finding intercessors coming out and revealing themselves when they're supposed to stay in the covered position. Hey, you know what I realized? I found this out while I was here earlier on Friday night, that this right here means amen around here. So, you know, I'm going, you know, <laughs> so I now realize that's amen, superintendent. I didn't know that, but that's glory to God. <clears throat> the last thing I wrote, wrote was this last year was um, um, the book that has rocked my world. And um, you will hear a little bit about some of this stuff today, but it rocked my world. Because, again, I've been teaching men for 19 years um, my, my wife is here. Honey, will you stand up and wave? This is the first time I brought her with me. You don't have to stand up. Just wave. <clears throat> and um, we have five lovely daughters. Hallelujah. I don't have any sons. One of my daughters is working the table today back there. And um, I call her my twin. Um, so I don't have any sons. So I've been, I've been surrounded by these six women for a long time. My baby's 21 years old. She's finishing up High Point University, and that's how I'm going to get me some money for her before I leave. Um, <laughs> and um, and, and, and um, I have a neuter dog, so I don't even have any kind of testosterone. I have no testosterone around me at all. So I've been speaking to men for 19 years, man, and, um, and all of a sudden God opened up an, a, a, an avenue to speak to women. And um, I didn't really want to do it, but I tell people, and I wrote it in this book, that I felt like Jed Clampett. 
Jed Campler was shooting at some food and up came bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Black goat. <laughs> Texas tea. <laughs> All right, so I was shooting at men and hit women, glory to God. <laughs> and so we've been, we've, we have launched a movement called the True Value of a Woman. And it is time right now for the church to understand who women are in this generation. Because women carry the answers to a lot of the ills that are happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we've got to get that in our hearts and mind. And God has given me this revelation. And this has really rocked the, the worlds of a lot of women. And they are reading this book. Matter of fact, unsaved women are reading this book and kicking boyfriends out of their homes and all of that. The reason for that is because they are valued. Amen. Amen. Let's go right into the word, Father. We bless you, Father. We bless you. Thank you so much for the word of God today. Lord, I ask now that this would resonate in the hearts of your people today. In the mighty name of Jesus, that, Lord, you would reveal yourself Oh, God, even in a way that we have not seen, even beyond my ability to teach or study and all of that, Lord, reveal yourself. We need you. We need you more than we need any other thing. Lord, you are the center. You are the center. So we bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would turn to the book of Genesis with me, please. You got to hold on fast with me, all right? We're going to be moving you pretty quickly. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to talk to you um, about I, something that, again, as I've been teaching women, but also, again, men, and so that takes me into both of their lives. God has been revealing to me a lot of things and some things that are needed for this end time. I opened up a little bit of this on Friday, and I teased the guys yesterday with a little bit of it as well. And, but God told me to bring it to the house this morning. And that is to understand a weapon that we have forfeited. Is that all right? In this hour, we need the weapons of God to be functional. Amen? All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to unfold that for you while giving you some nuggets in other areas. Genesis 1 and 26 says, and God said, now God said, not, not man, the Elohim the Elohim said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let who? I can't hear you. Who? And let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over, and over all the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he who? Them. And then God blessed who? Them. And God said to who? Do what? Be fruitful. Come on. Multiply and what? Replenish the earth. And then he tell them to do what? Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. So here, this is an amazing thing that God says, let's bring, we're going to bring forth a man, but it's not just going to bring forth him. We're going to bring forth them. And so then God says, we're going to bless not only him or her, we're going to bless them. And God said to 
Yeah, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. And so the first thing that is very important, even in our relationships together, is we've got to understand the them principle. Because God is not talking to one or the other. He's talking to them. Hello, everybody with me? All right. Now, so then he says, have this dominion. Dominion there, that word dominion there is the word rada. In the Hebrew, it is spelled R-A-D-A-H, R-A-D-A-H. It means to rule over, watch over, um, um, steward, if you will, that that will, watch this, willingly submit. That's what that word rada means. Then he told them to also do what? Subdue. That word subdue is the word kabosh. That is spelled K-A-B-A-S-H. K-A-B-A-S-H, kibosh. Anybody ever heard that word before? They say kibosh it, right? Just kibosh it. Well, that means to subdue it. That means to make something submit that doesn't want to. So basically is this. If the police officer come and tell you to put your hands behind your back and you do it willingly, you have come under radar. But if you say I'm not, he has to kibosh. Hello, somebody. And so it's the, so God has given to man, them human beings, one together, man and woman, the ability to rule over. But if something's out of order, put it in line. Wow. Put it in line. Make it work. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> now, we have forfeited that tremendously. Because we act like we don't have an ability to put things in line. We act like we need some help when God's already given you. I see people, but I, don't, I ain't getting nobody here talking to me. I told them, well, look, I'm black, so you got to talk to me. <laughs> you know, the, the bobbing of the head is okay, but I preach better you talk back. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) Are you getting this though? It's very important to understand this. So you understand this authority. So God gave him dominion. But why did he give him the ability to kibosh? Because there was something lurking in the garden. There was something that was going to be out of order that could cause some problems. And Adam had to. But watch this. This is very important for you to understand. Who had the authority? So let's jump to Genesis chapter 3. We're not going there yet, just in our minds. When the fall happened, did the woman need her husband to handle it? No. Why? She had the exact same authority. Come on, you got to get that. She could, she had the ability to oversee. She also had the ability to what? Kabosh. I got two that's goods and can I get an amen? Y'all tracking so far? All right, good. So, so they have this ability. So now this is, this is called the dominion mandate. Let's jump over to Genesis chapter two real quick. And God said in, in verse, in verse seven, and it says, and the Lord formed man of what? The dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the ruah of God, the breath of life. And man became what? A living soul. Hallelujah. 
That's awesome. And, and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Here, man is created. Threefold nature of man. We see that he's made from this, from this dust, the breath, the spirit of God, and he becomes a living soul. So therefore, we are spirit. We possess a soul. We live in a body. Everybody good. And all that is in that verse. All that we see that right in that verse. But God created man first. Why? But didn't he talk to them? But he creates man first. And if I ask you, most people, I say, so what's Adam's job? What's Adam's job in this garden? They will usually take me back to the dominion mandate. See, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Is that, is that right? Okay. But that's not actually his job. Let's go and find out what he had to do and, and why he was created first. Let's find out. Verse 15. Verse 15 says, and, God, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to do what? To dress it and to what? To keep it. Now, 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 now. Some of you got this different versions of the Bible. Is that right? I don't know why, because this is South Carolina and only King James work. I don't understand why you. <laughs> I don't know why you would read anything other than King James, man, because that's the only one that fit in the Carolinas. Oh, you from Washington. Okay, I got you. That's good. I'll give you a break. I'll give you a break. All right, guys. So, okay, wait a minute. Anybody in here got cultivate for the word dress? Got cultivate. Anybody got tin? We got tin, tin, tins. Okay. What about um, work? We got work. Anybody else got anything else that I didn't call out? Take care of it. What else? Anybody? Matter of fact, all those things that you just call out, scratch through is wrong. Every one of them wrong. They translated it wrong. You said, what? Are you rewriting the Bible? Absolutely. No, I'm actually just going through what is really stated there because when you really understand what's really stated there, then you'll know why Adam was created first. Watch. The word there is the word avad. It is A-V-A-D. Hebrew, A-V-A-D. A.D. It's Avad in the Hebrew. It does mean to work. It actually does mean to work. But let's reason for a moment. Let's reason for a moment. When Adam gets here, is everything already here? Everything's already here. What's not here? The woman's not here, but is everything planted already here? All the plants are here. All the trees are here. So he had nothing to plant. Is that right? All right. Let me ask you this question. Is there any death? There is no death. Why is there no death? There is no what? There is no sin. There is no sin. So why? Because the wages of sin is is death. Now, if there is no death, then there is no death of any sort. There is no such thing on the earth as death. So nothing is dying. That means a leaf can't fall from the tree. That means a blade of grass cannot die. 
There is no cutting grass, man of God. Adam messed up some stuff, didn't he? <laughs> we got to talk to that boy when we get to heaven. We over here pushing. Uh. <laughs> you got to talk to Adam, man. You got to talk to Adam, man. Is that making any sense so far? So there's nothing to plant. There is nothing to tend. There is nothing to rake up. It is producing. The Bible says that the fruit is producing after it's kind. So it doesn't need help producing. So what in the word does the word mean, avad? When you look at the extended definition of the word avad, it means Levitical worship. Hello. It means to worship. So Adam's job was to worship God because nothing else created could. Are you with me so far? Adam's whole job was to worship God so that God would, come on, be honored, glorified, because no other animal on the planet could do that. They didn't, have, they didn't have the spirit of God breathe into them. And they were not connected with God in that realm. So they would bring forth. So when Adam worshipped God, it dressed the inhabitants for God to come into the midst of it. So therefore, Adam was developing a relationship with God before God brought forth a woman. And so I tell women this all over the planet, and especially single women. If you have a man in your life, and he doesn't know how to worship God, then leave him alone. (laughs) Kick that brother right to the curb. So when you get your relationship right with God, then come find me. Because Adam's first job before the woman was to have this divine relationship with God. And it's interesting that now the ones that don't want to worship as much are men. (laughs) That we will hold ourselves back from God when we were the ones that were supposed to be the ones that would be in the forefront of it. I'm talking to somebody. Come on, is this making sense to anybody? It, it, is, it is not about what you do. It's not about any of that. It's about your relationship with God. Hallelujah. And so God comes down and inhabits and dress, you dress that place so God can come into it. Is that making any sense? So then his other job was to protect the place of his worship. To keep it, to protect the place of his worship. So therefore, that's what, guess, guess what? We've got that today. We're not going to let anybody come in here and start any trouble if we can help it. Is that right? We're not going to let people upset this time of worship. We're going to protect that. Uh, is that making any sense? Come on, come on, come on. Now watch, now watch, now watch. We've got the, the, the video stuff. We, we, can, we got the computers up there. Well, what if I instruct them to go to the Playboy channel? Can we go there? 
throw it up here on the screen. That doesn't fit in here? Why doesn't that fit in here? Why doesn't that fit in here? This is the place of what? Worship. Okay, so that may be a little too far. Let's go, let's deal with something like um, HBO. Can we throw that up there? That don't work in here? Because this is a place of... Okay, what about Skinamax? Can we put Skinamax up there? <laughs> it ain't Cinemax, it's Skinamax. So, so we can't put that up there either? Okay, all right, all right, all right, uh, we're going to the far. What about MTV VH1? That won't work either? Um, wait, 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 I see a few, few, few of you little chocolate people around here. Um, what about BT? <laughs> we can't throw BT up here either? Because BT got some stuff in there out there too, don't they? Come on, all that. So we couldn't put that up here because this is a house of? Someone tell me loud. This is a house of what? My question then to you is then how could it play at your house? Whoa. If it plays at your house, then you are declaring that your house So therefore, you have not dressed your inhabitants for God to come. But you have been dressed your inhabitants for somebody to come. So you you can't look at pornography up here. So then how is so much of the church looking at pornography at home? Because why? They have not seen their homes, their cubicle at work, their cars as places of worship. Because the stuff that you can't put up here, you should not be able to put on. Come on. And all of us know, all of us know the stuff, all of us know the stuff. That we won't be up here that we will look at at home. All of us know it. Hello? But right now, let's move on because y'all not having fun with me no more. (laughs) Verse 18, chapter 2. Come on, watch this. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be what? Alone. I will make him what? A help meet if it has mate is wrong. It's actually a word meat is right, and I'll show you that in a moment. But it's not mate. She was not created to be Adam's mate. That would devalue her. She was created to be his meat. Got to find out what word, when the word is meat. But before I tell you that, why is she being created anyway? What did God say? It's not good that man should do what? So what was Adam doing? Worshiping God and doing what? Protecting the place of his worship. So why is she created? To to what? To help him worship. She was not created for him. She was created for God. Y'all not helping me. 
She was created for God. He benefits from her creation. But she was created to worship God. So the greatest thing a husband and wife can do together is, y'all ain't helping me, is to give God the worth that's doing. And not just because you came to church and, and, and pastor leads you in some songs. It's your lifestyle at home. He's worthy. There is no other one like him. <laughs> is this making any sense? So then, so then, so, so what does this word meat? The word meat right there is, is, is in that book. I'm telling you, there's so much stuff. But in that one, the word meat right there is the word najed. It is N-E-G-H-E-D. N-E-G-H-E-D. The word means one who is out in, a, in front of announcing. Wow. You ever seen that before? Let me show you something real quick. Come here. Y- y'all married, aren't you? Because I don't want to be messing with no unmarried people anymore. <laughs> Being a star trouble all up in the church and stuff. Okay. Could, can you stand in front, man of God? Could you just face them, please? Thank you. Could you stand behind him? This is a position. This is a position that I, I've heard, and a lot of women will even quote this, that says behind every good man, is a good woman. They, 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 they say that real hard and preach it like it does truth from heaven. Actually, that's a lie from hell. God didn't design her to be behind him making him great. Hello. Ladies, y'all can clap. I know y'all want to. Go ahead on and clap in Jesus' name. That's not her job. Matter of fact, if I'm an enemy and I'm attacking her, can he see me? So she's vulnerable, isn't she? So this ain't the right position. And if he's supposed to be representing Christ, is that right? She's supposed to be representing the church. Is the church behind Jesus making him great? Could you go beside him, please? Then they came along and said, that's not right. Because she's supposed to be equal to him and be beside him. That's a lie from hell too. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because she's still vulnerable. Isn't she still vulnerable? She said, well, she's supposed to be equal to him. No, she don't. Go in front of him, please. Face the audience. Face the audience. Don't look at him. I don't care. Don't be looking at him. (laughs) This is the place of her protection. Now I can't get to her because he's got her back. From this position, she can do what she's called to do and announce who they are to the generation. You say, but his back is open. No, the Bible tells me that Jesus said he will be our real reward. This is a position of power 
because she is protected to do what she's called to do in a valued place. And every man in here knows that if a woman begins to announce the purposes of their life together, he will do everything she asks him to do. You may be seated. Are you tracking? That's what the word help meet means. Wow. Stuff all out of order. All out of order. But the Lord's, the Lord's getting us right. Are y'all with me so far? Now, y'all can't be asking all these questions because my time almost gone. <laughs> so the Lord formed her. The Lord formed her so that they could walk together. They could work together. Now, the important thing is this. God came down and said, we're going to make, he said, Adam, go and look amongst the animals. See if anything is there. That's how we know he wasn't looking for a mate. We know he wasn't looking for a mate because God would have never told him to look for a mate amongst animals. <laughs> we knew he was looking for somebody who was, could help him do what he was doing. And there was nothing on the planet that could do what he was doing. So God says, I've got to create it. So God comes down, takes his side thereof, and forms woman. By the way, so you can understand, Genesis 2 and 7 said God came down and took dirt and blew into it, and man became a living soul. But guess what? A woman is not created from dirt. Therefore, she should never be treated like dirt. And she should never. Serious stuff, bro. And she should never act like dirt. So what has happened, the entire generation has taken, has gotten women to now go to the dirt level. So therefore, men don't have to honor them at the level they should. And don't have to value them. So because we are, we've seen dirt modeled from our TVs and from our videos and from our movies. And so women are now modeling dirt rather than modeling the value that God placed on them. Come on. Come on. Anybody in here with me? And we got to restore women back to their valued place. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. That's good preaching right there, man. (laughs) But it's important. Watch this. This is so important, guys, because she comes forth. She comes forth. What's what's her name, by the way? (laughs) I set you up, man. I set you up so strong. I set you up. I knew you were going to fall right into that trap. Could you go to Genesis chapter 5 for me? Genesis chapter 5 for me. Starting at verse 1. Anybody got the King James? The real Bible. (laughs) Read. In the beginning. Come on. Read. What did it say right there? This is the book of the generation of, of Adam in the day. That God created man. Male and created he him. Male and 
created he, did we see that? And call their name, not with an S, Adam. Whoa. So in the day when they were created, called their name Adam. Her name was Adam. It had to be. She came from Adam. They're one person. How can they be called something different? So when God came in the cool of the day and said, Adam, they both came. Because that's exactly what happens at the marriage ceremony. They turn and walk down the aisle, and they walk down the aisle as Mr. and Mrs. Adam. Why? Because in their oneness, they can now worship in their oneness. When did her name get changed? After the fall. Why? Because it was a division that took place. Every divorce changes names. Are y'all with me? But when you become one in union, your name is changed. Come on, hello. Come on, you come on. Went from Paul to come from Saul to Paul. From come on. Oh, name change from Abram to Abraham, from Sarai to covenants. Covenant established a name change. Hello, somebody. You getting that? Now, Jesus, listen to me close. I'm closing. Jesus. Sitting by a well one day. And a woman comes up to him and he says, give me some water. She said, wait a minute, I'm a Samaritan. The Jews don't have nothing to do with us. He said, yeah, I know that, but if you knew who was asking you for the water, you would ask me and I would give you, come on, living water, springing up to everlasting life. And she said, ever give me this water? He said, well, no, 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 no. Go get your husband and come back and I'll give it to you. He said, well, I don't have one. He said, oh, you said right. You've had seven of them and now the one you with ain't yours. Wow, you know all that about her and you still talking to her? Yeah, because I'm going to bring her back to her value. (laughs) Hello. And listen, listen, listen. So, he tells her, he says, she says, but the Jews have said, this is, you know, we, we're not worshiping right. He says, that's right. He says, watch this. He says, you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we're worshiping. He says, and the day will come, and now is, that the true worshipers will worship the Lord in spirit and in. Closing on you, watch this. God said to me recently, the first estate of Adam must come back. He says, because your only weapon in this end time is worship. How do I know this? Because when Jesus is in the wilderness, the enemy, when Jesus is in the wilderness, the enemy comes to him and said, look at all these kingdoms. 
He says, I give you every one of those kingdoms. All I need from you is that you will bow down and if Satan wants it, it must be extremely important. And what has he done? What has he done? He has seduced man by the kingdoms. Notice who he offered the kingdoms to, the son of God. If he offered this to the son of God, you know he'll offer it to you. So he says, you want to be famous? Want a lot of money? Want the big house? Want the cars? Want all that? No problem. I give you all of it. All I require is Jesus says, it is written. We worship no one, no man, no nothing except the living God and him only. Him only, him only. So this is a deal. This is a deal. This is what I came to ask you. If worship is your weapon, listen to me close. Let's go back to yesterday. Not today, because you were led in worship today. Did he get any yesterday? Did your house represent the house of worship yesterday? Did your life demonstrate a life of worship yesterday? Not because you're at church, because that's not enough. Have you found this place in your home as a family to worship the living God? So that when people walk into your house, they don't know what just hit them. But they know it's something in this house. I'm I'm, I'm closing. I'm going to pray. But listen to me close. Listen to me close. I'm going out of of here. But watch this. People come into our house. My wife will tell you this. People come into our house and they'll say this more than enough time. We don't know why we can't get out of here. I'll be trying to tell them. I know how to lead you to the door. (laughs) I know the way. Come on. Let's this way. Come on. Come on. This way. They said, we don't, know how, we don't know why we can't get out of here. It's something about your house. Well, I'm, I'm, look, I'm up every day, most morning, four or something in the morning. I'm up every day praying with people across the nation, every day. My house is full, hello somebody, of the glory and the worship of God. So when you walk into that atmosphere, you didn't just come to my house. It's like you came to my church. So as blessed as faith is, as blessed as what you have here and all that you have here, it is supposed to be, watch this, just an extension of your house. And if you don't do that, you don't understand the weapon that you have. And everybody in your community need this weapon. Father, I bless you and I thank you for this house today. I glorify you, Father. Mm. Now, you know what? Do, do this for me, please. Stand on your feet and just lift your hands and begin to just worship Almighty God.
Just tell him of his greatness and of his worth. Come on, just lift your hands and glorify the Lamb of God. Come on, act like you love him more than you love any other thing on the planet. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Give him that that's due him. Let him know today you got it, Jesus, from me. Every bit of it that you need, it is yours. Come on, not a psalm, but Jesus, you are the center. Come on, you are the alpha, the Thanks for listening. For more, check out faithishere.org.